Hi, Molly. Hi, Papa. Happy... Rachachana. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Happy Tova Borgner. <laughs> Happy Tully Savalas. Yes. Uh, cool. Yeah, sorry. I was just wrapping up the latest uh, She-Hulk episode. Oh, how was it? Terrible, like they all are. But I can't say that out loud or else I'm a misogynist. You're going to get so canceled mm-hmm. by yep. all the, the two-dimensional feminists who write Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah. What's the, what's the category of woke where I think it's a dog shit show, but <laughs> I would rather watch it than deal with my life in any way? <laughs> There you go. So you're one of those like hypocritical bigots where you're just like outraged that anyone else is taking up space, but you'll still watch it because your life is so empty and pathetic. Oh yeah, exactly. Like I'll go. You'll deign to watch something fronted by a CGI woman. The thing that bothers me about She-Hulk is that like you know she turns into She-Hulk and immediately she gets white girl hair, and it's like okay, I could be a superhuman too if I had good hair fuck you yeah it's uh no there's there's a lot to dive into on she hulk it's i i don't know what the fuck the show is about it just seems very unfocused you know what i mean like is it uh her love life i can't believe we're discussing this but sure fuck it it's our show uh is by the way it's papa's basement i'm john papa giorgio hence the show's weird name she's molly heckerling but she she wasn't there for the naming of the show I wasn't there. I'm not a party to this. I am not a party to his complaints on She-Hulk. Yes. They do not reflect the views of yeah, Molly Heckerling, yeah. who doesn't watch She-Hulk just because she hates superhero crap in general. Yeah, you're It's skipping not it. a rallying cry against wokeness or any other phantom yes. boogie terms. Am I on speaker or something? What's going on? What's with so the in this house, in my new Vermont house, um, yeah. there's a lot of reverb, which like sounds beautiful if you're Ronnie Spector singing about Phil Spector beating you. But if you're doing a yeah. podcast, I'm just like, is this funny? Does reverb kill the funny? Does it sound awful? No, it sounds like the beginning drum to Barbara Ann. It's been... <laughs> it sounds like a Skeeter Davis tune about wokeness. Yeah. Are you headphoning or no? I'm not headphoning. You are on speaker. Yeah. Can you hear yourself? Oh, yes, yes. God damn it. Can you headphone? <laughs> there you go. I can turn the radio. I'm like one of those old people that calls into a radio show and doesn't turn down their radio. <laughs> oh, I hear myself. Is that what I sound like? Yeah. So real fast, yes. I've been watching She-Hulk because uh, Disney has other things that I check into weekly. And Mm -hmm. it's just muscle memory at this point. I'm like, oh, Disney feeds John Pablum. Num, num, num. (laughs) You and like 80% of America. Yeah. And it's not a particularly great show, but again, apparently that's uh, a lot of people are hating it just because it has a female lead or something like that. I hate it Mm -hmm. because it's just incredibly unfocused. It's a really messy goddamn show. There you go. I mean, what's oh, so uh, what do you think is unfocused about it? Well, I don't know if we're going to explore much in terms... There's almost zero of her doing action-y things, which Mm -hmm. is fine, except I guess episode one was nothing but her doing action-y things with the Hulk. But maybe that was our intro episode. 
Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's very episodic, almost like an old school, like, you know, commercial TV type show where it's not really linked together per se, which just feels weird. Right. It's like chips, but with She-Hulk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Eric, Eric Banner Estrada. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Um, I... The CGI is distractingly shit. Right. And overall, I, I kind of, it's, it just jumps from like, is this about her love life right now? Is this about like her weird super villain, but not really a villain rivalry? Is it about her legal career? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's about uh, feminism, but only on t- totally surface levels. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then would... again, I'm a cynic. I'm sure it's written by feminists that are way smarter and more successful than me. Um, please don't drag me on the internet. Molly, I have no followers. <laughs> I need you to know the following. Everyone's more successful than you and no one's smarter than you. So take, a, <laughs> take one of those two wins. That's a half truth. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I I personally am recording this. I don't want to say at a low point because life's mm-hmm. been almost too good lately. I I kind of I needed the shit kicked out of me a little bit by life. You're in shape and you're hooking up, so like I, you must be having an existential crisis now. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, no. I like you said. I'm I'm in shape. I actually got on Hinge. I've been. Uh, I I certainly can't get into the details of what I've been doing with that. Uh, but I have been seeing like a uh, person as of late. Um, and I've been instructed to not really mention anything in detail regarding that because unlike most people in my life who I a never meet and B encountered because they posted their, you know, assholes on Reddit. Mm-hmm. Um, like this is an actual person <laughs> with a profession and a life and shit. So I can't. She's like, listen, if we're going to be dating, I need you to sign an NDA that says we've never met. Yeah, exactly. Like if we're in my vehicle together, I, you, know, you will duck down if anyone goes by. And yeah, so can't get into the deets of that. But I was riding pretty high up until today when I realized, Molly, I forgot my wallet somewhere. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And you left it in someone's bunghole. I, well, <laughs> normally I keister it with, you know, myself because I like my money. And <laughs> that's that's how I sleep safe. With normally I sandwich it but in my grundle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a time back in the day when I, I would have to, like, kind of mummify it and saran wrap. And then mm-hmm. dip it in like a lube to go in, but you know, uh, with the loss of anal elasticity that comes with the decades, I've just been able to mash it up there lately. <laughs> That's like the male equivalent of having a couple kids. It's just the weird yeah. terror of just, shoving just... your wallet in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, that's why I named my wallet twins. Um, I was all stretched out. Uh, yeah. And I guess. This would happen, or, you know, it happens, and it's not the biggest deal, but I also lost it nine days ago. <laughs> oh, my God. And had it returned to me by, like, a really nice person that found it in the middle of the fucking highway. Oh, my God. And was like... <laughs> like, excuse me, sir, you dropped this while you were running screaming, crossing the highway. <laughs> <laughs> you have 
you have no idea the extent to which the person who got me the wallet back like went to get it back like because i did not have the id in there that was in my pocket Mm -hmm. so they had to call truist seeing that i had like i hate calling it by its slave name (laughs) truist it's kunta kinte it was SunTrust for a while but even that because i grew up with my dad being a locksmith so i know the name of every like regional bank it was Crestar, goddammit. It was Crestar with an orange logo. And then <laughs> it was it became... Crestar Giorgio. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, It was Crestar Bank. And my dad got into the solo lock biz working for a dude named Frank. I forget Frank's last name, but Frank had Crestar. And my dad had Perpetual, which ironically died, given the name. <laughs> um <laughs> But that was like that's just bit. tempting fate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where are the numbers? I bet never Eternity. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was like that uh, that little McBain scene in The Simpsons where his unnamed black partner was christening the boat the Live Forever. Oh my god! Yeah. And then of course he gets shot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's how I remember is Crestar. Then it was Sundress. Now it's Truest because I guess BB or, uh, what the fuck ate it? Uh, BB Newworth. BB Newworth <laughs> ate it. And then had sex with Niles behind Fraser's <laughs> back. I'll still never get over that. Um, yeah, it was merged with a big one. Bank of America or some shit. I think is, uh, that's what they hybridized with. I don't know. It's like breeding Pokemon at this point. <laughs> it's like Squirtle and there's a new corporation. Yeah. Make make your Bank of America fuck a Walgreens. This is what it produces. <laughs> so, yeah. He, like, called them. They called the my abode, by which I mean my mom's abode. Did I mention <laughs> that the woman I'm seeing doesn't know that I'm at home? Oh, she doesn't? No. Oh, the other girl that you were seeing knew you were at home. The one, Yeah, the, the very nice lady that I went out with several times, she knew I was at home. This one I haven't come clean with, and this one's been, like, fishing around, oh, no. and it's just been messy, and I don't know why I'm not just confessing it, because at this point, she's bought in, you know, like, she's just fucked. This is the sad reality. I, you know, I don't see what's not to understand, you know. She, she already has this. <laughs> she's not... <laughs> losing a boyfriend she's gaining a son (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i mean it's just one of those things where i have to you know sit her down and be like look uh i think i explained to you that i've gone through a lot of therapy i was a massive fuck up i'm still a slightly smaller fuck up this is one of the things i'm fucked up on i'm not at home because i'm broke quite the contrary if as i always like to say if you saw how much i had and then you're like wait you're at home and you have that amount of money what the fuck is your problem uh, but it just, yeah, you know, her, <laughs> she'd her, appreciate just how deep the psychological issues go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like Stockholm yeah. syndrome with your own mother. It really, it is. It's like my childhood shining hedge maze. You know, like that's. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the Miss Havisham <laughs> living at home. Yeah. Uh, I bring a quiet nobility to the proceedings. Yeah. Uh, so he called here and I went and I actually had a lovely henchman, Anne, who you've met. Anne went mm-hmm. and got it for me and I 
long story short, I remember proclaiming like, oh, I'm going to get one of those Apple tags and just shove it in the wallet. And then people just think it's a small condom for my petite penis. Um, <laughs> More petite penis. <laughs> petite penis. <laughs> uh, and I didn't do that, of course. And of course, my mom, who just can't help herself despite all the therapy. <laughs> trust me. I mean, the Maria of yesteryear, I'll give her points for this. The Maria of yesteryear would have hit you with a hairbrush i yeah she would have beat me with a wooden spoon and a coat hanger (laughs) yeah no no that's like four decades three decades ago no the movie of even a year ago would have been like oh it's weird john that you can't find any jobs in the arts because losing your wallet for the second time in nine days i think you'd be a shoo-in for the remake of life goes on oh my god (laughs) so it's that kind of shade yeah, uh, but this was, she did her best to just kind of act like, you know, I told her I had stage four colorectal cancer, <laughs> but toward the end, it was right before I kind of went and started uh, getting cards and paying, you know, the troll toll and all that. I was like, she she just had to volunteer, like, why, why didn't you get that Apple tag, John? I'm like, thank you very much, Miss Livy. You know, I hadn't crossed my mind six thousand fucking times. And again, to her credit, this is this is post therapy for a billion years. John, to her credit, texted me a lengthy apology afterward. Oh, that's sweet. To be like, I I just love the idea of you being like, "Well, mom, if you had driven me to the Apple Store like I asked, if you didn't make me spend my allowance on condoms, mom, okay." I thought she was going to be like, you know, John, maybe you should invest in one of those chain wallets that all the kids are wearing. If you want to know how far back this wallet went, <laughs> it had a hole in it. Really? From when it had a chain in it when I was 13. Oh, that brings me joy. I love chain wallets. I shit you not. This was like a Christmas gift from Gamma at like age 12. I love it. It's got like Beavis and Butthead embossed on the front of it or something. Oh my, like I used to have a little piece of paper inside it that had all of the numbers of my drug dealers, my childhood drug dealers. And if you want to know how long ago this was, there weren't area codes. These were seven digit numbers. Oh my God, because everyone just had the same area code. Yeah, everything in this area, that would have been the 703 before the bastard 571 entered the picture. Mm, that was the same thing that happened in California when it was like there was a 310 mm-hmm. and 213 and then they split 213 into like 323. Um, they re- they just divided up the whole pie and chaos ensued. Yeah, I mean, there was even a classic Seinfeld about that with mm-hmm. Elaine, I think, getting a crappy new number or something like that. She got well, like a 917. Yeah, it was a 917 versus, what, a 212 or something? I forget, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, that's yeah. nice. So I, you don't know where your childhood drug dealers are now. <laughs> no, and frankly, I'm worried sick about them. They always have so much potential. <laughs> they got the best tussin. Yeah, <laughs> no tussin. Um, yeah, so the the annoying thing was charges did start coming in today. Mm-hmm. And also, if you want to know the level of senility I'm at when people are like, well, where did you lose your wallet? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Somewhere. You're like, I was here, and then I was at someone's house eating bunghole, and then I was here again. 
And then I was locked smithing at a Citibank. (laughs) Yeah, because everyone's like, well, you made a purchase here. And I'm like, dude, I use the phone. You know, like I do the Apple Pay like all the fucking time. So I kind of can't tell you when I actually pulled out the wallet to be, I mean, to be fair, like the wallet is really just Costco card and my business credit card. And the rest is kind of accoutrements. Oh, really? See, I'm like the George Costanza with the fucking wallet where it's like, I got a month's worth of receipts. I've got everyone's business card that I've ever met. I've got like a few random lucky charms. Well, I can, I think. <laughs> I have a check for $23 from casting networks that I haven't cashed yet. It's like just garbage. I uh, never do all, Apple Pay. I still open my little wallet like an old lady and take out my physical cards. That sounded like an assortment of treasures. So, <laughs> chew to you. Bless you. Because you're just lying. That was all gold, kid. <laughs> um, I I can name the eight main cards that take the eight main pockets. I have as follows my driver's license, which mm-hmm. I hope my new picture is as handsome as the old one mm-hmm. um, because it was a great side-by-side. Like I had a decade's worth of driver's license pictures where I was very Mark David Chapman, shall we say. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so then I have this studly new one. Mm-hmm. And then I had my... Uh, License to be a locksmith, mm-hmm. which is like a James Bond's license to kill, but not cool. Um, <laughs> then there was my library card and my healthcare card and my Costco card, my debit card, my business credit card, and my personal credit card. Then there was, I think, a DC library card just randomly in the mix, maybe. Okay. And I think like a MTA card from back before you could just click your phone to pay for the subway in New York as well. Mm-hmm. You're like, I want to save this Metro card to commemorate the time I saw this guy taking a dump at the 42nd Street exit. Yeah, that was, <laughs> I mean, that was always my favorite memory right outside uh, the comedy cellar. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I had just seen the St. Ron Bennington interviewing Colin Quinn Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, I guess you know that area, right? And it's got the very famous outdoor basketball courts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there was, like, some guy who just had his schlong out who was pissing right at the top of those subway steps. Mm-hmm. And I was walking down, and, like, two steps down, Judah Friedlander, I guess, who was going to perform there, mm-hmm. he's walking up on his phone. And, like, I just had this, like, moment of pure glee where I was like in like one second Judah Friedlander is just going to be like greeted by this fucking flaccid penis producing urine in his face <laughs> he's gonna he's still gonna be looking at his phone walking up the steps going why are my converse wet yeah exactly <laughs> like I just it was this moment of power over a guy who had done so much in comedy and was achieving <laughs> so much but I was like you don't know What's about to happen to you? And I do. <laughs> the world champion's about to get an eyeful. Yeah, like I felt like fucking Michael Bean explaining to Sarah Connor like <laughs> what the Terminator was, but not, you know, right. like like if I were the guy sent back by the resistance and I was just like, oh shit, Pong. <laughs> I'm, gonna do that I'm not gonna warn you about shit. Yeah. I'm just gonna watch this play out. Six hours later, yeah, you like fucking just cut to me at like an in and out. 
ordering my third animal style double double and then like pure gunshot oh shit right that and then I blink out of existence <laughs> oh you would have made a great Terminator yeah <sighs> or whoever that so... was in the movie I'm not familiar <laughs> oh you've never seen Terminator 1 I mean I've seen it it's just like it's been so long that I didn't com- I was like I don't know a naked guy and now this and weird hair and the future <laughs> Yeah, no, like the whole, they, they send back a human protector to stop the killer robot. Mm-hmm. That's all. You're caught yeah. up. That's that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, what were the charges on this, on the, on the card that was stolen? So, so this is why I couldn't conclude immediately <laughs> that it had been taken. Because the first one was this morning and it was like Target.com, 70 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "Ugh, God, did I, like, pre-order a video game? Like, an enhanced edition? You know, like, 75 bones? I'm like, I bought a lot of Nintendo Switch shit for 75-ish at Target, <laughs> you know? Like, so far, so good. Like, maybe it was clearing. And, you know, all my friends were kind of offering, like, well, why don't you call Target.com, or, you know, and try to figure this out? And I'm like, I'm sorry, have you called customer service for any corporation in the last 20 years? Like, how do you think this is going to pan out exactly? <laughs> and yet I did it because what else was I going to do? Like between frantically calling everyone I had contact with, it was almost like back when you're like having to tell people you had COVID, but instead it was like, Hey uh, guys, I just have to tell you something. I'm a dipshit. Do you have my wallet? Um, <laughs> so yeah, I call. And of course, after a 20 minute hold, it's the, the thick accent. Although to be fair, it, it wasn't a, a faked uh, Americanized name. So I'll give that to the, the target support. And I was just like, ah, shit, man. Uh, like, I got charges. And of course, he's like, well, do you have an order number? And it's like, no, I don't have a fucking order number. Like, if I had a goddamn order number, I wouldn't be calling you. <laughs> but yeah, they, they couldn't retroactively figure anything. And then the second charge comes in like seven hours later. At BestBuy.com, and as co-host Eva loves to point out, like, I am the only human being that shops at Best Buy. So, again, I'm like, did this person, like, stalk me? You know, like, is another charge going to come into OnlyFans? Like, are they knowing, like, the three things that I pay for? That's what I was going to say, because when you were telling me about this earlier, it's like the charges seem so similar to you that it almost seemed like you from another universe. Like, everything, yeah. everywhere, all at once. Like, well, <laughs> somewhere in another multiverse, John is, like, doing a cash app payment to Greek Jugs McGee. <laughs> doesn't understand... You know, I yeah, yeah, like the Best Buy charge especially was vexing because guess what had been in my cart, Molly, Uh, a four pack of Apple tags, which you you got it costs a hundred dollars plus six dollars Virginia sales tax. So I was like, God, is this like the website pre-authing this shit? Oh uh, no, I'm calling the I'm calling the M Night Shyamalan twist on this. Your mother took your wallet, and now she's teaching you a lesson in adult responsibility. Oh God, well you know what? Message received, mother. I will never leave you again. I'll never never touch a bosom other than yours. We're good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's uh, that's where we're at i mean i gotta say in terms of like like i don't know what identity fraud hell my next 20 years are gonna be but in terms of just getting the plastic back uh it's like 20 minutes and 20 bucks at the dmv 
Mm-hmm. And other than that, all the credit cards are slowly being shipped toward me. And I even got my library card replaced and my Costco card replaced. So I got my library card and my DC library card. I don't know if I'll ever replace that one. And my Metro card. Yeah, that was exactly. That was back when I was putting on airs that I was somehow not going to leave this, you know, that I was going to leave this area and not wind up being buried here. Uh, in my family backyard next to all those gerbils that never made it. <laughs> but we know. We know. The aborted fetuses aren't gerbils. <laughs> um, I mean, you're not the first John a... Papa Giorgio Maria squeezed out of her badge. <laughs> um, no, I mean, but there's still time. I mean, you're not dead. You can still be a fancy city boy if you want to. And you've got like 300 grand sitting in a Power Rangers lunchbox in your room. Why not just take the plunge? Uh, the raw cash is $50,000 <laughs> and it's Jurassic Park Lost World. Get it? <laughs> Correct. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. It's still better than the big banks. <laughs> it's true. So much more faith in that institution. It's still better than crypto. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was pretty much my day, okay. was uh, finally getting knocked down a peg, which Eva so desperately thought I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I had already been feeling a little a little pegged, if you will, <laughs> okay. because I'd been listening to the Bob Odenkirk um, book, his reading, I guess so you'd say his audio book, his book on tape, mm-hmm. said the man revealing his age via technological <laughs> references he pulls out. Uh, yeah, what's it called? Comedy, 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 drama, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it, God, it is so fucking good, Molly. It's, oh, is it humbling? I mean, I always loved Bob Odenkirk. Like, I remember when I was a kid watching Mr. Show, which mm-hmm. is the, if, oh, for yeah. those unfamiliar, Mr. Show was a, like, very, I guess you'd say cult classic sketch comedy show. Um, came out mid-90s. And I cannot tell you the, without hyperbole, dozens of times we watched, my little uh, Tussin Posse and I watched mm-hmm. that shit high as fuck on VHS for like the 20th time. You know what I'm oh, like? It was so good. I mean, David Cross and Bob Odenkirk were just yeah. like, they were young, they were insane. It was hilarious. The sketches were like so weird and fucked up. Um, if you want to know how into them I was, senior year of high school, my friends and I uh, pulled together money mm-hmm. to buy uh, two different ads in the school newspaper mm-hmm. for Mr. Show. <laughs> and, like, we had them printed and, like, ready to go. And then I think at the last second, the my journalism teacher, Naomi Dixon, was like, uh are you affiliated with this in any way? And I was like, I'm like, do I secretly look, you know, like I work at HBO? No, I'm some fucking 18 year old V card that, you know, steals his friend's dad's playboys, beats off, then gets high on Tussin and then watches this shit. And I call that a Friday night. And she had to explain like, just cause you like something doesn't mean you get to put an ad out for it. As I remember, she was like, you know, if you enjoy Coca-Cola, you don't get to buy an ad for Coke. <laughs> and I was uh, really sad and was, you know, I mean, I pocketed all the money everyone gave me, of course. Oh, of course. <laughs> I, Match. Yeah. Like, I mean, so that helped me get over it because it was like school pizzas for a month after that. But 
Um, yeah. yeah, I still remember. I remember one started all hail ye kings of comedy or some shitter, and then the other was who farted? Why, Mister Show, of course. Like, <laughs> like I wrote, I did the copy on both of them. Right. I was pretty proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of like there were these two guys in my high school who started a club for a Seinfeld. It was the Seinfeld Club, and it was mm-hmm. I think the only members were the two guys that started it. Um, but at least they weren't taking like ad space <laughs> in the fucking yearbook. Yeah. And then they went on to do a little show called Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they became the Wachowski sisters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck Benny Off and Weiss. They were the Wachowski gals. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, by the way, um, do you ever laugh your ass off that like, they're now like, and these are the two highest grossing women in Hollywood history, the White Kowskis. And I mean, I guess like technically that is the truth, but it would be like if Mike Tyson transitioned, you know? And it'd I be don't like, really think and- of it that way personally. <laughs> I think I think the more annoying thing for everyone in general is that people keep harping on gender because like anytime oh, yeah. you talk to a female director or female comedian they're annoyed by the prefix female anytime you talk to a you know a trans person who's an actor they're annoyed that they're always getting typecast as trans or they kind of yes. get annoyed when people are like what are your pronouns and they're like motherfucker i just want to be recognized for being good at what i do this is true i well it sounds like someone had a lovely lunch with laverne cox <laughs> yes, I ate the whole cox. <laughs> I can't believe I ate the whole thing. That is her name, right? I didn't fuck up and do a horrible Freudian slip or something. I mean, no, I I think I did. Oh, okay. I'm a little drunk. I hope that no one listens to this and Shane gillies me after I <laughs> managed I mean, to stumble onto some success. I'm sure it'll come tumbling down very quickly. I think we have at this point maybe ten to twelve listeners, but okay. I I don't know if my my well, now you've made me disinclined even so. She transitioned. <laughs> my friend Leah. I don't know if Leah still listens. <laughs> if so, she hates um, me. She hates me. She yeah. hates me. <laughs> no, I, uh, I think that's my biggest fear of success because there's such a safety and anonymity where it's mm-hmm. like, oh God, I better never become successful because if people start actually listening to what I say, then I'm fucked. Oh, I, I mean, look. I think everyone blows everything up and the content, your intent doesn't matter. And people just want to leap on each other like fucking uh, a cage of orangutans infected with that 28 days later virus. But, um, sperm, you know, I mean, yes, yeah, exactly. Just orangutans infected with delicious. Um, they just want to fuck something. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Molly, you are the, the sweetest, least abrasive. A tacky person oh, out there. Oh, thank you. But I have to be abrasive enough to still be funny. <laughs> it's true, right? I mean, like, I, to be blunt, I, I kind of feel like I wasn't funny for, like, months. Because, again, I just didn't think much was going on that was bad in my life for a long stretch. Like, what, I'm supposed to be sad that I'm doing okay on dating apps and I don't absolutely <laughs> hate my body? Or something, uh, but uh, now I've I've not worked out in a bit. My thighs feel a little chubby, and I have to <laughs> run around for two hours getting all my cards replaced. So yeah, I knew you'd get it back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just had to get taken down a peg or two, get pink eye from eating butt, and uh, yeah, 
There you go. And we're there. We got there. The, the, the crests and valleys of yeah. life's eternal waves. These are uh, the days of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> little little hourglass. So that was my day. Well, mm-hmm. this is like a pretty good day. My day was uneventful. I'm settling into um, being a dead-eyed suburbanite. And I was very worried. We've been talking about this, that I was worried that, like, you know, if I was settled or content, that I would stop being funny um, if I was happy. And um, luckily, I'm still not happy. I was going to say, like, even you have to understand, even like someone who gets into an amazing new relationship or something, eventually all the shine will be gone and you'll hate whatever you're in and then you'll be funny yeah, well, I mean, it's like, well, I don't mean to take good things for granted. I think it's like a, I think it's a trauma response where it's like, even when things are going good, you're like, oh, this, sh- this other shoe's going to drop soon and it's going to mm-hmm. be a piano. Um, but, uh, you know, also there's the fun of just like living in our new house, like we're squatting in an abandoned property because like none of our shit is here. Um so it's that exciting, you know. Have you, you just know, put down, like, shavings, like a gerbil's nest? We basically nestle into a pile of Fresh Direct bags on the floor <laughs> as a family. I like it. Yeah, it's intimate. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to make peace with all the ghosts and spiders that live here and, like, you know, make sure that my, you know monotone misery is still like funny and not just like taking on an air of day drinking and misery. I think that's like what the Goya resign themselves to when it's yeah. like hit a point where it's like, you know, it's not going to be funny. It's going to be like a day drinky shit talky kind of time. <laughs> yeah. You grab the glass and you're like, it's 11 a.m. somewhere. It's 11 a.m. somewhere. And another thing about your aunt Sheila is just like, oh God. I can't wait until you become a Christian. Mm. Just kidding. It'll be horrible. I loved you. I'm going to become one of those Christians like Charles Manson. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so you're going to have the disciples too. <laughs> I'm gonna have a dis- I'm gonna have a bunch of disciples. Of I know you're year unfamiliar- old boys that work at Lowe's. <laughs> I know you're unfamiliar with Christianity, Molly, but not everyone gets to be Christ. <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah. I guess I'll be like one of the lesser wise men that's like, I didn't know what to get you, so I brought myrrh. <laughs> Roberto. I remember that one. Yeah. He was a good wise man priest. Um no, it's you know. It's fine. I'm not like I, I was. I, I did have like a fun little stint of like being convinced that all my neighbors already thought I was crazy and everyone hated me. And then mm-hmm. like people just keep showing up and bringing us flowers and bread. Where it's like, and casseroles. <laughs> where you're just like either these are the sweetest people ever, or I'm about to get murdered by a cult. Do you like? I mean, I already know that you dream about killing Chase and unrelated reasons, <laughs> but do you ever like? think about how good it would be to kill your beau because like you think you get delicious food <laughs> because like these sound like the kind of people that would come over and be like oh you need comfort food you need this for strength 
No, I feel like I'm the one that they would kill because I'm the weird, like, eccentric Jewish, like, outlier. And Jason could very well just blend into this sort of, like, Goyam, Mr. Fix-It suburban thing where, like, they'll be grilling, but I'll be the meat and Rosie will, like, not want to eat it because she's a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That little veg head bitch. (laughs) You know, two-year-olds, one one day they like it, the next day. I can imagine you being grilled alive and, like, in your final act of Jewishness, like, (laughs) trying to guilt Rosie. And be like, what? I'm not good enough to have my corpse eaten by you? <laughs> you know, there's starving children in Africa who would eat my whole corpse. Yes. Just because they think they could turn me into potions because I'm a pale, because I'm an albino ginger. They would still eat me in a pinch. They're hungry too. Yeah. No, the other, the other funny thing is that like I'm realizing there's a lot of like disillusioned New York City transplants here who are like, yes, it's an adjustment. It's like, no kidding, because we went from a city with like, you know, a million people to a place with like 10 people in the whole state. Yeah. Um, but no, it's cool. Like, it's very funky. And um, I'm just bracing for the winter. If we get through the winter and I don't go full blown Jack Nicholson, it'll be fine. The golfer? The golfer. Remember the postman always rings twice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anger management, Nicholson. The golden bear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, well, yeah, no, we're, it'll, it'll work. I mean, I, I want you to feel, I want you to stop (laughs) beating yourself up for living where you are and to start beating yourself up again. For having not accomplished what you want to accomplish in life. I want you to beat yourself up for the fact that we don't pod enough. Yeah. (laughs) To paraphrase the beginning of I want you to want me. I want you to hate you. (laughs) Uh, That's why you're one of my best friends. Damn right. Uh, Yeah, no. Do whatever you can. I mean, I realize that you're a total iconoclast, which is why you're sleeping on a bag of Jeff Bezos bags. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you deign to give him another $100, grab that comedy, comedy, comedy drama mm-hmm. audiobook. It's nothing but like hearing about how it worked out for him. And it's so funny because it's him talking about how much easier it was in the eras before he got famous even but then you hear about at what an early age he was doing it too right and you're like oh bobby you lured me into a false sense of security that you were one of me but nope you were also (laughs) cranking this shit out at fucking you know 14 or whatever the fuck (laughs) you were 17 and playing at the hollywood improv yeah yeah mitzi what's his name mitzi shore mitzi shore yeah yeah. And I forgot what the fuck his asshole dad's name was, but I just remember that Paulie's dad was Jamie in- Masada. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I just remember that his dad was like incredibly resentful that he was successful as a stand up and they had to fucking placate him by having him like open on the road for Paulie Shore. And I'm like, like, take my son, please. (laughs) I'm like, what kind of shitbag dad 
can't celebrate his son's successes. What kind of insecure <laughs> hunk of, I don't know. That always got me. I, I, that's funny that's like when Joan Crawford like took over for her daughter when she was sick on that soap opera she was on Jesus I didn't know that was a thing <laughs> yeah you see like 60 year old Joan Crawford and her like wig and makeup trying to act like she's 20 something uh, I wonder if Polly Shore's dad insisted on like standing in on Biodome or something like that <laughs> <laughs> uh. ah. Oh, we sighed at the same time. The co-hosts that sigh together stay together. That's the podcast version of climaxing at the same time. Yeah. We ran out of things to say at the same time. Yeah. Well, shall we call it? Let's call it. We'll call it. This was gold. This was great. And I'm sure by the next time we do it, I'll feel even worse about myself. So it'll be hilarious. So you'll be funnier. Funnier. The misery. Num, num, num. Well, Molly. (laughs) Uh, if they want to find you, it's what uh, on Insta and Twitter. What are your thingies? Um, it's uh, at Twitter. It's at Molly Schmolly, and on Instagram, it's at Molly Heckerling. I of course am John Papa Giorgio at Papa's Basement on all the socials, um, <laughs> and yeah, and I'm... anti-socials. <laughs> there we go, and uh, yeah, just you know, if you're listening to this show and there's someone that you think is cool. Who can hang and is dope to my slang? Then, yeah, recommend the show. And that's about it. Till the next one. Bye. All right, Papa. Bye.